You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael. With me always is my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. And joining us tonight, Mike from the AK. Yeah, AK. There you go. How's it going tonight, guys? Not bad. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Any new uh, projects on the uh, horizon? Um, I, Actually, the board's clear for me for just a little while. Yeah, you're still working on your field, right? Yep. Got some uh, new improvements coming, I think. Yep. Growing season's coming, and I'm trying to decide on what kind of lawn I have to use. <laughs> yeah, you got a tractor, I think, and you've been putting that together. <laughs> that has been a uh, a labor of love. So, you know, <laughs> I got it for a great price. I got it home, and then things started falling off. I broke something trying to get Wait, it out of things, my truck. Things started falling off your tractor? The tractor. You? No, well, oh, okay, things okay. have been falling off of me for 50 years, so <laughs> that's not a problem. But uh, I just started having problems with the tractor, and uh, I actually, I was referring with AK Mike. He was helping me out with some of my problems with the mower deck to you know the transmission. Who knew that this guy, oh, I love building small motors, and I know all about them. But, of course, I didn't find that out until after. You disassembled? I disassembled things. and you know. Yeah, I would have never pegged you uh, for a small motor guy there, Mike. Sorry, just you know, go karts were in my my past. We we did Briggs and Stratton engines all day long. Oh no, couldn't. Yep, I would have never known. See, yeah. that's a story he doesn't. Did, okay, you know, we spent time with this guy for for weekends at a it's time at, at certain events and stuff. But I don't remember him ever talking about go kart stories. Yeah, well, you know, I got a Triumph six fifty story that you want to hear about too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, did you do go karts when you were a kid and stuff? Or? Yeah. Yeah, oh. we did. We did uh, a lot of illegal go kart riding All in the right. streets of the. I knew there was a reason I liked you. Of California, the police knew we were out there. They just never could catch us. And uh, Chips uh, was racing we, after you. So you ran from the police. No, we didn't have to run. Oh, oh. They, just, they just never knew where we were. I got you. Mm-hmm. you just made the noise. Mm-hmm. So it's down the street somewhere. There you go. Well, Jay's working. Uh, he flies off a grass field. Yes, hence the new mower. Right, because right. you, uh, you've been. We, we talked about it in a, at a podcast previously that you were going to replant replant grass. That that's the idea. The I was I was trying to decide what to do with the field, but and I think so, I'm just going to go with the straight grass field. So now, if he's going to go with a great, uh, th- this field is huge, folks. It's I, I mean it it's pretty large and a couple of football. Well, we we mentioned that it's a full size. It you know, it was at one time. It was an actual grass airfield. Right. Right. And so at this point, we uh, we know that you're going to replant grass. You, you needed a mower because you've pushed mowered it before. Right. Right before you came down, uh, right. I think uh, last, whenever it was, before Thanksgiving, um, I didn't have a mower. Started. I went out there. One, the last time I went out there, it looked perfect. Then I came back, and lo and behold, woof, the field was up, and I went to uh, – I was trying to get in contact with the guys who had some riding mowers, couldn't get hold of them, and lo and behold um, – I had to go out there with my push mower, my right. my little twenty inch deck push mower, and so that was a three day labor of love. Yeah, no <laughs> Walking back, I was like, "Well, I need to get some exercise. Walk, 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 little circle, walk, walk, little circle." <laughs> yeah, so, but I got it done before you got down, and I, you know, it was it was definitely flyable then. Um, right. And luckily, during the whole winter, over the winter period and, and into the spring here, it hasn't grown. But I have a feeling shortly it's been getting warmer and it's just going to go poof. Right. It's, it's going to be grow, growing like crazy. So. Well, Texas weather, you know, you get a couple of rain showers and that stuff just sprouts up. It's kind of like here in the desert. Yeah, you know, so. exactly. So I'm I'm getting excited, you know, I, I if, you know, to get it all mowed out and make it look nice. I, I, I have a vision of what I want, but I don't know what it's going to take to get there. Right. Well, so. that makes sense. Well, um, you know, i have to keep us informed on your uh, your project here. Oh. All right. Well, I'll 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 certainly uh, you know drop a word to you about my complaints of what's going wrong. Uh, with <laughs> yeah, you have to tell us if the mower gets uh, uh, fixed. Yeah, I'll give you some reports on that. It's one minute I fix one thing, and then the next the next little bit is like that's not working. So I, right. I'm, but I'm learning that taking the whole thing apart is not that difficult. 
So I I really had no idea. Well, um, you know, it's not really that difficult. I've done it on a smaller, uh, you know, scale because I wound my own motors a couple of times. This is a gas engine and you're talking about electric engine, right? Yeah, but I understand (laughs) that. I'm just saying that, you know, I mean, I worked on motorcycles. I'm kind of like Mike. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just relating it to RC, you know. Oh, well, if I could just, if all I had to do is rewind the motor or I could check the escape, I'd be, I'd be all (laughs) over this thing. I would, I would have had it busted out a long time ago. That's funny. Well, uh, are you, um, going to try and, and grow this? RC field or just you or I don't I don't know I I, I'm at this point where it's it's kind of nice to be out there flying by myself because I could do whatever I want whenever I want sure but on the other hand you know since I came out to visit you and and been to other fields and stuff I do kind of miss having people being with people and and meeting people so you know it's kind of lonely so I'd like to maybe grow the field get some people out there but I don't know whether or not I want to establish a club or not. Well, we've talked about that in the past. That sometimes it's a positive and negative. Right. I, I like how your setup is. Um, you know, you have a you have your park flyers. The guys just meet every Tuesday. It's very informal. There's like no president. It's just you guys just get out there. You kind of have some safety rules that just have just grown from everybody flying together. Nobody's in charge. Nobody has any problems with the way they fly, or or the group will say so, you know. And it, it, everybody has a good time, right. right? So I'm kind of leaning towards that, um, as opposed to you know making rules or or saying you have to come out and mow the field, or you don't have to come out and mow the field, or you know you have to give me twenty five bucks for you know grass seed. I, I don't know. Well, but sometimes it has advantages when you can split the cost or, you know, take dues or you right. know, you can have rules. I mean, because we all know I've been out at the park and guys have come flying through there and, you know, mishaps are going to happen if you right. don't have a rule. So, right. But it's just your own self out there, or just you and me or, you know, a couple of us that are kind of flying on our own, you know, we, we can kind of watch out for each other. But I, I totally get it if you, you know, you get more and more people involved you're going to have to do something so. right and i and i think uh, unfortunately I, I had a bad experience back uh in alaska um with the club up there with one of the clubs up there you know that had a situation that happened and kind of left a bad taste in my mouth so i'm kind of you know i'm a little gun shy well, i think you know there's people we can it talk cut to deep yeah? <laughs> cut oh, deep I hear, you. I hear you and mike you've been around uh you know clubs before what's your take on it uh well I, I think, um, you know, you're going to find all kinds of different clubs. I mean, I, th- I think it's pretty telling. We, we, we were just recently at the Arizona Modelers uh, thing, and uh, the, the, those guys were great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they seemed like they were really loose, and they, they had rules, but yet everybody seemed to be sort of relaxed about it. And it's like, hey, you know, you know what the rules are. Right. So instead of going yeah. into someone's faces like, hey, you're not following the rules and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, you know, it, it just seems like uh, you, it just it depends on the people that are there and who's running the show and h- how they approach things and their, their mindset. So huh. all, all kinds of different clubs doing different things. Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, we had the opportunity to send Mike out to uh, North Carolina. He uh, visited the Holly Springs Skyhawks Radio Control Group, uh, met with some of the guys out there, and they got a pretty interesting story, I think, of how they got started and, and uh, what they did as well, right? Yeah, they do. They had a really int- nice field, and it was right in a park, and then they have this other facility that they use uh, during Labor Day, and they, they have some a big festival there, and I think they had their first one last year, and I think we're going to talk to someone about that, uh, uh, Doug Leroy. Yeah. Um, and so that'll be really interesting to hear what he has to say about all that. All right, well, cool. well, I'm glad we tripled our budget to send him out there. Yeah, I know. We mentioned <laughs> that before. But yeah. That hot dog was good. It was. <laughs> and we haven't gotten the receipt for it either. I know, right? Well, Jeez, man. In. I was looking for it. That's months. We've been waiting months for that It was $25. $25. Most most expensive hot dog. Uh, that's right. That's the limit for actually what's this from the have receipts. Right. What, what club is this that you got it out? Exactly. That's kind of 20. And it's all in singles. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, well, we have him here on the line. So, Doug, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was, Hello, we, everyone. We love to have uh, our listeners uh, on and... Uh, we understand that you guys uh, are subscribers down in uh, in that area, and we really appreciate that. You're welcome. We lo- we love the podcast. Good. I'm glad. Well, we we enjoy doing it. 
So now Mike was telling us when he got back from uh, his trip that uh, you were uh, instrumental. Uh, I think you and Jason were instrumental in uh, in kind of bringing about the Holly Springs Skyhawks Radio Control Group. And uh, we just thought we'd uh, love to uh, talk to you and, and hear your side of the story if you want to kind of bring us up to speed on how you guys got started. Sure. So the vice president, I'm, I'm the president of our club. Our vice president is Jason Getchman, and he and I started the club back in 2015. Our, our third officer is Daniel Moffat. It goes by Dan. We, we call that our three-legged officer stool because we're, we're, we're uh, pretty good and, and work well together. So that's uh, been a key for us as we've gotten off the ground. No pun intended. We like puns, though. Yeah, you pun- just keep, the, keep them coming. Yeah, we're punny kind of guys ourselves, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> Great. Well, I've been an RC flyer. I, I first learned to fly in 1980, so I've been an RC for a while. Got out of the hobby for about 13 years while you know the kids were growing up. And in 2013, I got back into it, and I, I, I rejoined one of, the, uh, one of the clubs that I used to belong to here. And they mainly, mainly fly big Gasser-type airplanes. When I got out of the hobby, electric flight really wasn't a thing. Or if it was, you know, the flight times weren't weren't uh, so long and the performance wasn't so great. Electric just wasn't something I was interested in. But right. fast forward to 2013, I mean, that's kind of what folks are, were doing right. in the hobby. So I kind of got into the electric stuff. You know, I kind of wished, well, gosh, there's some nice parks near us. I wish I had something small that I could fly in the park because it was kind of a 40-minute car ride out to the flying field. And then I would have this little, this little model. <laughs> I would get blown around by the bigger right, models. Right. Yeah. And we've all, we've weird, all had that so. situation before. Actually, <laughs> we're very familiar with that. There were some some nice sized parks here that uh, that were close by, within a couple miles of my house. And a few times I snuck over there, and you know, I say snuck over there because you never at, at the time you're hearing a lot in the news about quadcopters or drones or things getting in places where they shouldn't be, and I was kind of self-conscious about that. Sometimes I would meet up with a few guys that would be flying out there and we'd, you know, fly for a little bit and then leave. And it was a little bit ad hoc. And I was in my local hobby shop at one time and I just was making mention that, you know, gosh, it'd be nice to form a club out there and make a presence in that park officially as a club. The hobby shop owner said, well, I had somebody come in. You said you're reminding me that I had someone come in from Holly Springs, which is where I live, who said the exact same thing. I said, you're kidding me. He said, no, exactly the same thing. I said, great. Do you have his contact information? He says, I'll get it and forward it to you. So that was Jason Getchman. We made contact, and it's like we just kind of fed off each other. We both had the same idea about forming this club. That got us started. So Wow. So you guys didn't know you, – you weren't you didn't know each other before this, so you just kind of hooked up. Yeah, because we both had independently, you know, opened our mouth just, you know, kind of uh, – Wow, right. In the hobby shop. Right. How lucky is that? Like two yeah, peas so in a pod. You know, I know, right? And when we talked about it, you know, one of our big things was, look, if we form a club, and we both were, uh, you know, AMA members, so we had that kind of bond. We, we weren't uh, anti-AMA or anything. Some right. folks have an aversion to sure. the AMA because they don't know it as a concept or an organization, right? So right. I'd grown up with the AMA and was totally comfortable with that and felt like, hey, we need to, we need to, get, a, we need to get a charter from the AMA, and it's very easy to do that. We need to we need to uh, form a club and have a basis of, you know, the, the model safety code that's put out by the AMA. And we felt like if we had that, we would have we would build critical mass to where we would avoid a problem. You know, we wouldn't be part of a problem. I I think it wasn't two or th- three months. Well, about a couple months after we kind of formed, we, we started flying at more of a regular time. Met some few other guys. Daniel Daniel Moffat was out there one uh, well a couple uh, Saturdays with us flying and. Jason and I approached him and said, hey, we'd like you to be one of the officers of the club. And he said, sure, and signed on. He's our treasurer. You know, that got us going. And, and literally, it was actually through Dan. Dan was flying on, on, on one afternoon when I wasn't at the field, and I'm not sure Jason was there. And actually, someone from Parks and Rec actually saw him flying, uh, drove the little Cushman over to him, and said, <laughs> hey, would, would you guys come talk to us about partnering with the Parks and Rec? Wow. This is a city, county, you know, state park, or I mean, what level of park is this? Is this in the town itself, or it was? Yes, it's a, it's in the town of Holly Springs. It was a farm, a working farm. Uh, hadn't been farmed in a, in a very long time, but it was a very big acreage, kind of in central to the town of uh, the city of Holly Springs, and or the town of Holly Springs. The town purchased it from the owner. It it was placed under a land conservancy, so it, it's not to be developed. Wow. 
in terms of, you know, uh, they have to kind of keep any structures they have out there. If they take a structure down, want to put a structure up, they can, they can't expand the square footage. There's a lot of rules uh, with regard to development, but it's got an area where they do dog training for the police department. They've got an archery range. They do town events. We hosted an event last year, Wings Over Springs, on Labor Day weekend. Um, they have an event field, and then they have a six-acre field that they, last year, they officially designated it as an RC flying park for the town. Wow. And th- and this is, uh, I got in trouble because I said it wrong last time, but the name of the park is Jefferson L. Is it Sug? Sug. Sug. Okay, Jefferson, Jefferson L. Sug mm-hmm. Farm. Farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the family donated it to the city, or the city acquired it? Or? No, they, they they acquired it. Mm-hmm. They, they acquired it. I, there was some. Uh, well, I, I don't know the whole story. There's there was sure. there was a personal story with the family, and it, it, they sold it to the town. Right. Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. Doug Leroy, historian for Holly Springs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so now it's a uh, is the whole six acres you said is it is there a, a designated runway or is it just an open space? I mean, Mike kind of told us a little bit about it, but yeah. That... So it's it's six acres of open grass field. We have kind of I, I would say quote unquote a virtual flight line. We're, we're not permitted, or we're, we're trying to work with the town to see what we can do to delineate safety line or flight line. What we've been doing is they allow us to paint lines on the field. And in the summertime, those last about a week till they get mowed off. Right. <laughs> but we, you know, by habit, we kind of gather in a certain position on the field and kind of lay out our flight line, set down our stuff, and everyone kind of ab- abides by that. Right. We try to be respectful of neighbors. There are some uh, housing developments around, which is why we, we only fly electric. We don't, we try to not intentionally fly over any of the homes just in case an aircraft has a problem. But, you know, there's plenty of flight space to handle park flyers or things that are maybe a little bigger than a park flyer as the uh, AMA defines it. Right. Now, do you impose limits on the size of the electric or is it mostly park flyers or can you actually bring something out there that's large enough, a 10 or 12 cell airplane? Well, how, how big would that be? 60, 60, 90. Now we just, we, uh, we saw one once that was 120, 120. <laughs> 120. So, so uh, I'll, I'll just say this, Mike, from what I, uh, when I was there, you could you could fly that uh, fly a big plane there if you wanted to, yeah. um, but you'd run out of space pretty quick. Yeah, and you have to carry it to the spot where you fly. The parking is maybe what would you say five hundred yards? Does that sound reasonable, Doug? Five hundred yards away. Wait, is that, is that too far? Way? Yeah, how far away do you think? Hundred yards, two hundred yards? It's it's a it's a way it's a walk. I mean, you guys all have little. What I yeah, what I remember is you guys all have carts. Maybe it's half, that a football, you, half a football field. Yeah, so uh, parking area. So, but, so you have to carry uh, your plane website, and all your stuff. We have a paragraph that basically we, we, we worked with the town. Kind of like we backed into the sizes, sizes that are suitable for the park. What those are, park flyer type aircraft. So, okay, that's not clearly defined, but I think folks right. that fly things know what a park flyer type aircraft is. Two-meter wingspan or less, so that would cover your gliders. Helicopters and multi-rotors, 450 size and below, although really don't see anyone coming out with a 450 size anything. Right. And then they should use electric or other quiet means of propulsion. Right. And then we don't, just by, just by policy, we set the policy that says we don't allow glow, and the park kind of adopted that. You know, just says no wet fuel on that, on that field. Well, that makes sense. Uh, I don't want to burn anything down. So. Or, make, or make as much noise. Yeah. If you brought one of the, a large aircraft like that, and you've you're got your pilot skills to get it up and get it down <laughs> between the trees and... Uh, <laughs> Go for it. Go but, for uh, it. Uh, you're gonna, that's your as loss. Mike said, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's six acres, but I, right, it's right. six acres. It's it's not really square, I would say. It's probably a rectangle shape. So yeah. that puts it about, what, two by three acres. So really, if you're buying, flying a really big plane. Right. Uh, well, I know how that is because the park that I fly here in Phoenix is only about 400 feet square. So... You know, and it's a very odd shaped, but I, I can fly my yeah. 85 inch cub in there. So it, it's not a big deal. I just didn't know, you know, I mean, some, it, it sounds like yeah. a very large area and, and I would think, you know, Hey, there's a lot of guys that have big 3d type electrics cause they're making them very large now. I just right. didn't know if it was more of a park flyer foamy type field. Cause we have some of those as well. You know, there's one or two clubs that just, I mean, they're just little parks and you can just barely fly a foamy in. 
and other other areas that the city's designated you can fly something that's larger but they impose a speed limit so we have like a 80 mile an hour speed limit or something so Jay and I fly yeah. wings, wings out there that are uh, a lot faster than that. Yeah, they're a little around. noisy, a little obnoxious, <laughs> so, um, but the, and they the, go fast. The good news is everybody loves to have us both out. You know, when we both come out there and fly it, everybody loves to come stand around and watch us fly those things because we kind of do this combat thing. But it's just interesting to hear if somebody was out in that area that had a large airplane, they'd be you know able to come, come participate. So. Yeah, yeah, and we've got some guys that do the assassin wing combat. Right. And yeah, I will say one one club ever came out with a four cell equipped one, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's cruising around at half throttle. I'm like, well, that's that's pretty fast, Dave. It's pretty fast. And I'm like, you got that full throttle? He's like, no, here you go. And, and he, <laughs> he hit that thing full throttle. I'm like, uh, I, I think that's probably too fast and too loud out here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he didn't disagree. I mean, it chew, <laughs> you know, you chew up the space pretty quick. Sure. The, uh, I, I just wanted to say, you know, in the park, um, Mike didn't see this. I, I don't think we walked to the event field, Mike. I don't think we walked in the back of the park, but the, no, uh, we didn't. the event field's 20, 20 acres. So oh, we wow. had a, uh, at our, at our air show, you know, the fly-in, we had a fly-in, but uh, during the, uh, kind of the noontime quote unquote demos, a gentleman who brought out his, he's a club member. He has a one third scale young Meister oh, okay. right. with a Moki, right. with a Moki, I'll get it wrong. I don't know if it's a six or an eight cylinder engine sure. radial. Yeah. It's a radial. He, yeah, he he uh, he flew that out there, and it was fine. But we we but we had a uh, eight hundred foot runway that we that we marked off. Right. Well, that makes a big difference. <laughs> makes yeah. a difference with If those. I yeah uh, yeah an eight hundred foot runway would probably just sit between the trees out at ours. So we, wow. You'd have a few hundred feet maybe left, but. Well, that that's uh, that's amazing. It's uh, I, I've seen the pictures on your website, and it looks like you guys are. Uh, very active in the community, or at least have the town or the community come out and and participate. You, do you have? You said you had events out there. Do you do that on a regular basis, or do you schedule certain events, or do they come to you and say, "Hey, we have a, a fall festival and we want you guys there," kind of thing? So we've had a mix of both. Uh, it started out with so we have an agreement with the town that we that's uh, it's year to year, and as part of that agreement, they allow us to use the space. Kind of re- requirement to be agreement with the town is that there's two small little festivals we have to have a booth at so we do that then have a booth at holly fest which is at the end of october every year that's a larger event there's probably thirteen thousand folks that come to that it's not an air show it's just community event event so we have a booth for our club but this past year they asked us for our in-kind project you know kind of something back to the town of value to what they're providing they said hey why don't you guys do an event <laughs> so you know, we're thinking, oh, well, I don't know if we're ready to do an event. But then they said, why don't you guys do an event? <laughs> and we're like, all right, we're doing an event. <laughs> and so we did, wings, <laughs> we did Wings Over Springs, and we're going to do that every year. That's going to be our, our thing. We, we raised $1,000 for, wow. the, for the town. Sure. We raised uh, money for Meg Smile Foundation, one of our charities. And uh, it was good. It was a good event. We had over 50 pilots show up. Wow. Hey, so, so Doug, I'd like to uh, interrupt you for a bit, but uh, when you were getting this thing formed, how was it dealing just getting your charter set up with the AMA, and what difficulties did you run into or not run into, or how smooth was it? Uh, the AMA process is really smooth. Well, actually, everything was really smooth, but I'll kind of tell you how we kind of went through this thing. The AMA, to, to charter a club, you just need five AMA members to be part of your club, so a minimum of five members to start, and we paid our charter fee, and got our AMA charter number. So that, so that was, that was an easy part. You designate your officers and then they have guidelines for, I think you have to have president, vice president and a treasurer secretary's optional. You have to have someone designated as safety officer. So Jason is our safety officer. He gets to wear a, an orange hat at the field. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the orange hat. We all know who that guy is. <laughs> Just talk to the guy in the orange hat. Exactly. It. Exactly. So, um, yeah, he's put me in the penalty box a few times, so he can tell you he, he can tell you about that if you ever meet him. So excellent. Yeah, so when we when we when the town approached us, they said, "Well, the one thing we would require you to do is be a nonprofit." Okay, so we, you know originally we were a chartered club. We weren't. We had we thought about well maybe at some point we'll be become a nonprofit. Well, we had to kind of go through with incorporating as a nonprofit organization, not a five hundred one three C organization, right. but just a nonprofit. Right. So we had to do some paperwork. Sure. with the state of North Carolina to get a tax ID and kind of be official. And by the way, when we did that, then 
you know, the town would let us in and, you know, we'd be able to do an agreement with the town and have the, have everything work. So that's what we did. Right. So, so sense. what I find really interesting is that the town approached you or your yeah. group right. about this. You, I mean, I'll, with my experience and from what I've heard from other people, other clubs or people trying to form a club, it's like pulling tooth and nail to get the city to listen to you or to try to get them on, you know, get them on board or to let you, you know, do something like that. Um, I know when we were looking, uh, when I was up in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, we went to the city and said, hey, we'd like to have a field or we'd like to do this thing and fly our some RC planes. And it's just amazing. They were like, you want to fly planes in the park? That's crazy. You know, you're going to kill some babies and you're, you're going to do horrible things. Right, right. Metal blades flying everywhere. In that case, get out. Yeah, get out. Except for one thing. We now have a field that the city leases to us. Oh, well, um, but that was that came later. Yeah, though, but that right? came, yeah, it came later, later. But I mean, my right. point is, is that people do, people change. do change. They do they change. change. It, it, and 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 so I just want. I mean, I want to bring that to the table because I think that it's easy to get rejected by maybe one person, but maybe somebody else in the city might think differently. So maybe. Well, that's I, I, true. And I don't know. What do you think, Doug? Like, who, would you use somebody at the AMA to do to help you out, or what would you? Or you was know? there somebody in the city that was? You know, interested your champion, in this kind of thing, yeah. or you know, that kind of stood behind you, or the fourth member to your group when you when <laughs> yeah, you right, exactly. your AMA the charter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it happens to be the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, actually, through those community events, I mean, the very first year that we formed, tw- 2015, Jason and I, it just happened to be, I don't know if it was maybe a month before this Holly Fest was coming up, and we said, hey, right. let's get a booth, and oh, because we were so. non, actually at that point, I don't know if we paid for a booth or we were already a nonprofit, it didn't cost us anything to have a booth, right. So we, he and I, like we're, like we're this big thing, right? We set up this booth. We, we brought the mayor in. We brought the council folks. But I don't think it's because I knew anyone on the town council. But when we were thinking about this concept, I did actually, actually, let me step back. Me, before I met Jason, I had met, it was actually almost a year to the day that we actually got our AMA charter that I had met. I had had a beer with one of the uh, councilmen, somebody on the town council to talk to them about this concept of having a club. And, and if I, I said, hey, just want to let you know, I'm in this hobby, been in this hobby a while. If something comes up and you have questions, maybe reach out. So we can help myself and some of these other modelers that I know. Maybe we can be a bridge to educate you if, if something comes up. Again, this was back when, the like every week, there was like this drone is somewhere it's not right. supposed to be. Right. Or, or, right. You know? They were taking over the world. Yeah. And, and literally a year later, I, I met Jason and we, we here we are doing the charter thing. And then a few months after that, we're talking to the town about being an official club in the town. It was just surreal. You know, I couldn't. Yeah. And again, I, I think because we were a club and we had we had a charter that helped us. There wasn't an issue that anyone was complaining about. And we had a few, we had a few numbers behind us in terms of what we're doing. See what happens when you set that, goals. That, uh, okay, we get it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, Mike, I'm just saying. Mike, it for, keeps, Mike keeps Jay and I on task. So, so, <laughs> so I'm just, <laughs> I'm actually saying this for, I'm, I'm actually saying this for, from a standpoint of Doug had in his mind they're going to put this club together, and he, right. and that's what they, that's what they started out doing. Right. Not we're going to try to sneak around and fly wherever we can, and and whatever they just said, you know what, we want to fly, and we want to fly here. Let's see what we can do about it. And then they took action and did something. I, I, I was really impressed by that whole. So you're saying, Jay, and I can't sneak around and fly everywhere? Because we've done that a lot. Bandit flying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people I think do the bandit city flying. of Las Cruces has probably got wanted posters for me and Jay because we've flown in every place in Las Cruces. Everywhere there's a parking lot. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that, you know, it, it may be putting strain on people. When you when you bandit fly like that, it may be no, putting I strain on people that. who are trying right. to do exactly what these guys are doing. No, so, it makes perfect uh, sense. But at the same time, I've bandit flown myself. So I'm right. not saying that, right. you know, it's not against any laws that I know of other than other than the AMA rules, which we try to follow because we're safe flyers. That's true. We are safe flyers. Matter of fact, Doug reminded us to be safe flyers in one of our past podcasts. Yes, he did. He sure did. Did I? Yes, sir, you did. You, you, well, you, you know. What, you, what? I have a bad riff. I have a it could have no, 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 been no, your no. evil twin. I, I well, mean, well, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> let you know Skippy. You, that was my evil twin, Skippy. Skippy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Skippy, Skippy was our first hater. We loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he came. He, we actually got we actually got our comment hey. on our on our on our site, and it, you know. Put us in our place. So we were like, oh, right. man, we got scolded. We were so excited, too. He was like, hey, look, we got a comment. 
Ooh. 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 You know, you know <laughs> what? We're going to have to have we a, had, we had a little meeting. I, you know, <laughs> you'll have to you have to show me my comment again. I, I vaguely it hurts too much, do Doug. It hurts too much. I, I, Maybe I, I was I, just frustrated. <laughs> yeah. It hurts too much. I think Mike Mike moderated it out. It's probably not there anymore. <laughs> no, I didn't moderate it out. No, but uh, no, it was a first season thing. So this is our third season. So we're uh, we're a little bit better prepared. And I mean, we uh, we jumped into this thing with uh, our hair on fire, not really uh, having a direction. So we. Uh, we appreciate your input to uh, kind of keep us down the, the straight and narrow, but it was funny and we were all well, excited. So it, uh, when it came across, we're like, yeah. Oh, maybe we need to change the way we're doing this. So, so you, uh, you were a good uh, influence on us there early on. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that I was, and I'm, I guess I'm going to have to go back and refresh my memory on exactly <laughs> what I sent you guys. Well, uh, interesting. It's a good segue, actually, because uh, the the episode that we did was on FPV, and we have a friend that was uh, really involved in it. He uh, uh, he's part of our little group, but he he's not from the U.S. He uh, moved over from uh, from Germany, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, he was all excited because they do a lot of this stuff over there, and he was you know telling us about it. And uh, Jay and I kind of sat down with him and talked to him, and um, you know we we don't. Jay's done a little bit of FPV yeah, stuff. Yeah, just a little bit. And, and you know, he's kind of introduced me to it. I know Mike has done, you know, some FPV, but we're not really FPV flyers. We've just kind of dabbled in it. Um, and thanks to you, we found out after our episode, you know, just talking about it, that there's a lot more to FPV uh, than what we Right, slapping on some goggles. Yeah, we just, just put on goggles and go fly around the park. And, you know, thanks to, you know, some information you passed along and uh, a couple of articles I think you pointed us to, we did some research and... Come to find out that, you know, you have to have a, a ham, license. A ham, ham radio, ham radio license. license. You should. You should De- have one. Depending so. on, you know, how many you watch right. it. Or so that's been a topic of conversation out. amongst us and, you know, some of the other guys in the in the park because not everybody knows that. And Jay and I had a big discussion about it uh, after that episode where, you know, we went to some of the, the F, not really FPV, but the quad, you know, sales guys. I talked to a couple of guys in the... Uh, you know, the stores, and I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, you area. sell this little FPV thing. Do you give a pamphlet out that gives requirements, or do you, uh, you know, direct them to a website, or do you give any information at all? And they're like, what are you talking about? We're a retailer. We, we just sell yeah, this we, stuff. We direct them to the goggles of the most powerful <laughs> exactly. transmitter that's out there. <laughs> exactly. You know, and the, how many right. megawatts? Seven watch? Can, sure. Sure, right. no, no problem. problem. Let me give you exactly. some extra boosters and, for that. And it, it actually took me, Doug, a couple of, uh, you know, days in research and, and looking at it to finally find some of these uh, websites that sell all this FPV equipment. They have little um, disclaimers that are, you know, minute little microscopic. Segway. Yeah, exactly. They're on like the back of the label. You know, it's 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 not like it's on their front page that says, "Hey, you need to do this." It, you have to actually kind of dig through the minutia to find it. And you know, we understand they're in the sales world, so they got to sell all this stuff. But it was uh, it was kind of eye opening for those of us here at the at the podcast that. You know, there was a lot more to it than we originally thought. Thanks to you, it opened our eyes, and and we were able to look look deeper into it and make corrections where we needed to. <laughs> so, be in a roundabout way, Doug, they're trying to say thank you. <laughs> oh, yes, for posting you. your comment. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you very okay. much. Okay. Understand, you uh, have a little FPV background too, though, right? Well, just a little bit. I, I mean, I dabble in it. There's some other folks in the club that do a little bit more of it with the quads, and actually, uh, I finally got my. Uh, I have a. A Zora wing. Uh, club members that are listening to this will appreciate that I mentioned the Zora wing because I love that airplane and right. they know I love it. Right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I, I set it up for FPV because some other guys in the club were doing fixed wing FPV, not quads. It's kind of interesting doing that. You Did you want me to go into any, any more background with regard to the licensing aspect or? Um, you could if you yeah, want. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Just yeah, give us a, a real light. Let us know. We're easy. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's kind of, I, I bought some FPV gear and that's what I did. But, you know, when I, as club president, you try to set the example for your folks. Sure. And as this, as this FPV kind of really has taken off um, the last five years, because I thought of something cool when I, you know, got into the hobby. It's like, wow, they got these little cameras and boy, you know, you can actually uh, sit in the cockpit and see like a pilot. I didn't know that you needed a ham license at that point or any right. of that stuff. Um, you know, the ham radio license is something I thought of as this little fine print. Like, you know, to operate the video transmitter, you need a technician class ham license. I said, well, okay. When I was younger, I thought about doing a ham license, but really didn't want to do Morse code. And, of course, in, in 2007, they did away with that code requirement, so you don't have to do that. 
And I said, okay, I'll, I'll be legal. I'll, I'll study some, watch some online videos and then go take this test and get, get my license. And then I'll be legal and I can fly my inductrix FPV in my house. <laughs> you know, there you go, yeah. your wife probably would have uh, turned you he, in. I'm sure. <laughs> her wife. Did you get your lesson? Yeah. Did you get your license uh, yes. yet? Yeah. No. What are you flying that in the house yeah. for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cops come knock yeah. on the door. I don't I don't even know her, but I bet she would do it. <laughs> That's right, funny. right. But 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 you know, the the there was a fair bit of confusion about the about oh well it's only if you do if you're below like twenty five milliwatts or some stuff like that. And it's it has not, nothing to do with any of that. It has everything to do with the literally the frequencies and I can't quote you the frequencies, but the five point eight gigahertz frequencies that these systems use are designated for amateur radio operation. So those those frequencies could be used by a ham radio hobbyist to do communications of whatever type they want want to do, voice, you know, Morse code or any of that stuff. YouTube. So there's a chance that yeah, so there's a chance that, you know, your operation of your equipment could interfere with them. Right. In the in the ham world, it's very important that you identify yourself as a as a station operator, your call sign, and you're required to do that every 10 minutes when you're on the air and, and also when you sign off that's so they know kind of who, who you are, right? It's a, kind of, it's a, it's a community that polices itself. So there's no wattage limit. It has everything to do with that. So on the RC side, what happens is when a manufacturer makes a, some FPV equipment, sometimes they'll take that system and they'll have it certified through this part 15, which it, there's an AMA document that kind of outlines this, what I'm telling you, but they have to pay some money and get, and get that. And so what that does is that certifies the transmitter antenna system uh, under this FCC that says, hey, you can operate this without a license, but if you change anything about that, if you like take that antenna off, put a different antenna on, now you're in the basically the amateur radio world, you have to have a license to operate it. Right. And that's because they've certified it with As an is. antenna transmitter combination. That's, you right. know, they, they know the behavior of it, I guess, right. so I guess right. is the best way to say it. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I, yeah. I totally get so it. So it's kind of logical. You know, how that might change as, as things go into the future when we get maybe digital transmissions that are uh, less prone to maybe interference, higher definition. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> what? You don't have but, a crystal you know, ball? Been, Come on now. Yeah, I know. But I can't say I'm a ham radio hobbyist. I mean, I, 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 bought, a, I bought a, you know, a handheld transmitter, did the ham thing, went to a few ham fests. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But, you know, I'm really an RC flyer. So just trying to set the example. We've had pr- probably four or five of our club members just – Oh, yeah, I'll go get my technician class license, and they've done it. It's not not really a big deal. you got to devote a, maybe a few hours to just study the question pool, and you go take the test. So, Well, that's kind of cool. I'll tell you, though, that sitting in the pilot seat's overrated. <laughs> from from the yeah. real-life pilot. <laughs> Since right, I do that right, for a exactly. living, you know. So, yeah, I was never a real-life pilot. So I was a pilot wannabe at one point, but I well, was never a real-life pilot. Well, yeah. well, why don't you tell Doug about how uh, you were flying uh, in, in my little... Oh, yeah. So, Jay, it, I've done uh, some FPV here in the house. I, I, I live off like an acre and a quarter, and so Jay comes over and we, we fly a little quad. I mean, it's really tiny, 130-type quad around the property. So I've I was I've flown at his house, you know, through the house, and I've flown here, and Jay's like, you know, hey, put this on and see what it's like. And I'm like, yeah, I already know what this is like because I do it for a living. Well... We're out at the park, and he comes bebopping <laughs> over there with this little, little Delta Wing, I yep, guess, right? little Just Delta Wing. little Delta yeah. Wing. I think it cost him all of about 20 bucks. If that. He's got uh, this little bitty camera in there, and he hands me these you know, big goggles, and he goes, here, check this out, you know? And so he's walking me through like I'm, you know, like I've never flown before. And, you know, okay, you got to do this, got to do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, just pitch me out there and let me see. So I start flying this thing around, and... He's like, wow, you're doing really well, you know, and he's giving me the whole you're above the trees, below the trees, and, you know, I start zinging by everything, and it's really kind of cool. And, and uh, of course, you know, I fly full-scale aerobatics as well, so I started doing, you know, a couple of aerobatics and stuff. Well, this wing is very short-coupled, and it does not like to get slow, and when it gets slow, uh, it will spin, yep. which is very strange for a wing to <laughs> kind of do what it did. Mm-hmm. So I told Jay, uh, I mentioned this on one of the earlier podcasts, podcast, yeah. yeah, but I told Jay that it's very unsettling for a pilot to be sitting FPV and watch myself spin into the ground. Uh, it, it was very difficult for me to watch that because it went out of control mm-hmm. and I was, I could see what was happening and I'm trying all these corrections and nothing's happening because, you know, the, the airplane's now in this little flat spin and I can't get it out without a right. rotor and all this other stuff. 
And uh, anyway, right as it hit the ground, I just was like, ah, I pull the goggles off. He's like, what's the matter? I go, I just can't watch myself hit the ground. I mean, I, it's, it's just devastating to me. I almost died, you know. But you have a one up, Mike. You're fine. <laughs> you got a one up. You got a one up. Yeah. 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 So you, up, yeah. Know, right? you get so, another life. It's well, all good. I do. I, that, as long as it didn't hit you in the head. I'm Mario. What can I say? Yeah, exactly. But it was uh, it was very interesting, and it, it is fun. I, I did enjoy it. I mean, it's kind of, you know, kind of cool to be sitting there and not actually being, you know, in the pilot seat, but just kind of being virtually there. It, it is kind of nifty. So I, I'm not a big – I'm like you. I'm not a really huge FPV flyer. I know how to do it, and I'm, you know, just by virtue of my job, I can kind of get through it, and people are, I guess, a little shocked if I go, you yeah, know, I don't really fly FPV. And then they're like, okay, well, let me show you how. And then I go out there and do it, and they're like, oh. How do, have you done this before? Uh, no. Last Tuesday when I was at work. <laughs> That's right. Last three. I just went to Hawaii. <laughs> so, but it uh, yeah. it's always good information. And uh, you know, we looked up some of the the rules that you were talking about, and uh, it do, it it doesn't take much. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a uh, he's not a relative. He's my son's father in law, but he's a big F uh, not FPV. He's a big ham radio operator for uh, the state of California. He does a lot of their work. And, uh, you know, he was telling me that a lot of times the clubs will get together and offer classes on the weekends and just go, you know, hey, this weekend we're going to have a class on the uh, technician's license. And if you catch them mm -hmm. just right, you can go on a Saturday. They'll give you all the little, you know, study material stuff. And they'll issue the, um, you know, the test right there. So I think he right. said in his case it was like $30 and, and they'll take care of everything. And they submit it and all. So. You know, for our listeners, if you're out there in FPV and you're doing the long-range stuff or short-range or whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, uh, I suggest that, you know, take a look at your local ham radio operators club. And, yeah, they'll help and, you out. Yeah, they'll help you out. But, yeah, you gave us that information before. We appreciate that. No, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anybody that uh, you want to get a shout-out to? I mean, we appreciate you guys listening on the East Coast there. and We're West Coasters. Obviously, we know it's late there for you. But who in your club is uh, you want to reach out to and, and say hey? Well, I I've named the officers, so I, I think I'll give a shout-out to my officer corps for the Skyhawks, but all the Skyhawk members that are uh, listeners to this podcast. Uh, Nick Turner, I think, is someone that's uh, giving you some feedback, too. I think yeah, he absolutely. Uh, podcast for. Yep, Nicholas Nick, Turner, actually. he's one of our – yep, yep. So anyone from the Skyhawks that, that's listening to the podcast, hello. Hey, so I have a, I have a question get, for get you. To the What's field. Up? <laughs> so, so I have a question for you. Um, so, is there anybody in the AMA that you feel like is a good partner for why you, when you were doing that process, or did you have to engage them at all, or if you did engage them, was it after the you know fact, or when did you actually get connected with them? I got connected with them pretty on, pretty early on. Uh, one of our club members is also an associate district vice president here, uh, Rick Colley. Um, he's actually the owner of that Young Meister. So he oh, takes nice. that to top, top Gun and scale competitions. Oh, well, that helps out yeah, tremendously. Sure. But I had met uh, I had met Jay Marsh several years ago at I think the Wilson Jet Rally. I'd met met him. He's our District Four Vice President. He's out of the Greensboro area, so I made him very much aware of what we're doing. I had reached out to the AMA. Chad Boudreaux, Government Affairs, had been talking to us because uh, they've been. Also talking to the city of Raleigh, who's drafting some rules for their parks, and they want to incorporate, you know, the ability to have uh, RC models as well. Perhaps not in the same way Holly Springs is doing it, but nonetheless, uh, you know, the AMA is a, is a good voice there. And the AMA contacts actually very much helped us out. The last two years at our at our Holly Fest, the, the AMA was gracious enough to allow us to book the use of the flight simulator trailer. At our event, so we had the AMA trailer. In fact, if you have the Model Aviation magazine, you can check out uh, February 2018. And there's an article in RC Electrics that's written by another club member that uh, for the Skyhawks, Greg Gimlick. Oh, cool! And he has a, a nice little write-up in there about uh, Holly Fest. Very nice. We'll have to look that up. I think. Yeah, uh, I, I get I get the digital stuff. Yeah, I read that. That's yeah, that's good. I, yep. And it, and actually, I'll also say that in the January issue. I think it was a January. It was either January or the December issue. I think it was the January issue. Jay Marsh had a whole article in there about our Wings Over Springs event, and uh, so we've we've gotten some pretty nice press coverage via Model Aviation Magazine. I hope to do more of that. I like to say that Park Flyer Podcast, what you guys are doing, our club, what we're trying to do, is set a model for other clubs here in Holly Springs. It kind of aligns with the, you know, what the AMA wants to do is they want to get more partnerships between, and I won't speak for them, but. I don't know if you're, they've had an initiative on towns creating drone zones, basically safe areas for folks to fly models. 
Right, so, right. You know, they've got some initiatives in, in areas where I think it aligns with stuff we've done. So I'm hoping that we can be just used as much as possible as an example for others. And I don't mind if there's any listener out there that wants to hear more or talk to me uh, or any, any, any of the officers in the club or any club members about what we're doing here in Holly Springs. So how Doug, we did it. Where, where, would they, where would they go to contact you if they wanted to get some more information or, or like you said, get in contact just, with you? Yeah, just it'd be, the easiest thing would be just go to our Facebook page, Holly Springs Skyhawks Radio Control Group. Okay. And just just uh, message us through the page. It'll come to our Skyhawks inbox. Perfect. Well, I got another question. So um, at your park, the city park that you're using, now, the like you said, the city came to you. You got the park going. Now, do they have to be a member of your club to, in order to fly at the park, or can any citizen in the in the town just come walking in and use the park to fly a park flyer or something how, how does that work yeah so any any anyone of the general public when the park's open can come and fly in the in the flight area okay um, so, so you don't have to, oh. you don't have to be a club member you don't have to be an ama member okay well my next question of course is going to be what have you had any problems because of that or do you think you know, it, has it has it caused you any issues? Has anything come up from that? Because uh, as we were talking earlier, you, you weren't hearing us. I was. I have a field that I uh, that I fly at, and I'm about to improve it. And I'm thinking about you know letting more people fly there. And I'm interested in you know how to do it or how to keep it loosey goosey or would that be a good idea or do you want to keep a strict control over it? I'm not much for you know being an author authoritarian on these things, but. I don't know. I was just wanted to hear how things were working out for you. Well, so basically, you know, through the club, we, we set the rules about basically. So working with the town, you know, we, we, we educated them on the model aviation safety code, which, by right. the way, the AMA did a great update to that effective January 1st. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but they right. very yeah, much it's simplified. It's a one pager. It's and it's not a lot of words right. uh, what the AMA safety code is. <laughs> um, we we so can we, actually read that because there's not a lot of words. words. I know. But uh, so, you know, we educated them on that. We as a club came up with our own operational rules to kind of augment what we do and kind of set the here's the model for how you should behave at the field, whether you're an AMA member or club member or anybody. If you're using the field, here's how you fly safely and responsibly. So that's kind of the model. So if there's ever a problem, basically, you know, we, well, we're not, we're not policing the place, but, but basically if we, if we had an issue or there was a known problem, our voice would kind of be who they'd turn to to say, hey, is this kosher or right. not? That's good that you give them a place to go. You know, they, they can turn to someone, not, you know, the kind of an expert in their field, or at least they're not making the rules up or making, you know, decisions on their own without consulting right. and, and they're not And they're non-modelers, so right. the worst people who make rules know? are the non-modelers. Right, right. right. So, uh, one, so a couple things. Right now, the, the, the park is – it has a so, it's had a soft opening. It's not officially open yet, and it's not open because they haven't built the permanent bathroom facilities out there. Oh, right. And so that's happening this year, I think. Uh, once it's fully open, they'll be able to put up more signage to, de- to, to let people know, hey, you can fly in this field. Don't fly in the parking area. Uh, right now, it's by <laughs> <Right>. a town <laughs> policy that they, you don't fly in the parking area or off the event field unless there's a special event going on where you're authorized to. You know, the parks and rec or the police can come out and say, hey, you need to move to the flight area. And and when we see people flying in the park, you know, they might be intimidated by a group of 10 or 12 of us kind of gathered and flying. But we right. go over and invite them. We say, hey, come come on over and, you know, fly with us. We're, we're oh, no. Bite. It's uh, a park flyer you know, gang. We're just hanging out, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, show us your tats. <laughs> yeah. They snap their fingers as they go over. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, Doug, that uh, here in Phoenix, we have several area parks throughout uh, the entire city. And they have actually it, – it's really kind of neat how they did it. But they, they took, like, an area uh, – like a – a vi- uh, outline over the top of the um you, you know the field so you can kind of see the mm-hmm. what is that the uh like a g- overlay uh, the- yeah like a satellite view of the field okay but it's just the outline right. and then they have like uh hash marks and it says this is the flying area and then it has no hash marks this is the non-flying area so it, it works out really well i don't know what your your town is going to do but if you have a suggestion that's always really good because right as you walk into the park you can see right on the side what's the flight area what's the non-flight area so 
Right, great. Yes, uh, one of our projects was a kiosk that we built, and we do have some of that information there, but we're right. always, this year is going to be the year we really improve that right. and take it to the next level, but, uh, to, but that's part of the education, you know. Sure. Fly here, don't fly here, right. stay in this area, right. Mm-hmm. Well, we do the same thing because, uh, you know, some of the, sometimes we'll be in our little group here, we fly on Tuesday mornings, and we'll see guys on the other side of the park kind of doing their own thing, and I always make a point of, you know, going over there and, and biting them over. So our, our group has actually grown. We're, uh, we're going out there, uh, you know, when later this week, I think, and we'll, uh, we'll take a look at it and, you know, talk to more people out there, but it's, uh, it's, it's gotten bigger. So I understand how this thing can go from just a couple people flying in the park to being a big club. Right. It, uh, it happens whether you want it to or not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think now we're, our membership, we have over 30 members. And we probably get a new member a month. Wow, that's fantastic! It's 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 just been great, you know, in terms of you know building a building a group of like-minded folks that really want to they, they they're passionate about the hobby, they want to have a place where they can fly sure. when they want to fly, and not bother anyone. And <laughs> uh, you know, they see what we have as something special and and want to be part of uh, keeping it that way. Right. So we and we stress that at all of our at all of our club events and, and meetings and things. We don't meet that often as in terms of because we want to fly. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> less business, field, more flying. Right. I got another quick question for you. So we were talking a little while ago that we just noticed that right now in the hobby it seems to be less kids. I mean, how many kids are you getting either at the park, like you said, at the park flying without joining your club or that are joining your club? I mean. Are you noticing that there's a decline in just getting the youth out there? I wasn't thinking about it because I'm always thinking about myself and what plane I want to buy, but it's just kind of disturbing because we, you know, like we go in, sometimes we go into a hobby store and there's like no youth in there. Right. It's a bunch of old guys. It's old guys like us. (laughs) You know, it's funny. uh, You said that even in 1980 when I was part of the hobby, I was like the only kid in the hobby. (laughs) Well, actually, all my friends were kind of in the RC. And so we flew, we flew, you know, but it, 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 to me, it felt like the same thing. It felt sure. like it's always been a bunch of uh, older, older folks and not many kids. But in, but in our case, in the club, we probably have, uh, of course, you know, the weather in North Carolina right now, is kind of uh, like today it was 70. It'll probably be 30 by the end of the week. It, it's just, it's just not good weather to, to, to count on flying, but, but we'll get uh, kids out that'll spectate. And I, I had to reach out from a Cub Scout group. We're going to give them a, little intro to RC in a few weeks, assuming, assuming the weather holds for us. You know, we, we have a few members that are, that are youth, I'd say 19 or under. They're usually kids of, of some of our other club members, but you know, these, these community events we do, we, we, we meet several and we've had folks come out and get flight training from us, come out and try our club trainer plane. Uh, we'd like more. We, we, we'd like, certainly would like more youth uh, okay. to come out and discover sure. what we do. Sure. Well, it's, are, it, are, it are is you? really, truly amazing. Cause we, uh, we do have kids that kind of come through the park, but it's almost like they don't really show as much interest in it as they as they should. I mean, I know as a kid, I would I had my head in the clouds so much I became a professional pilot. <laughs> this was only just a, a segue into that career. Now, now uh, Doug, do you actively pr- um, promote or reach out to the the kid level, or like you know, like working with high schools or middle schools or whatever? Do you guys actively do that? That's- Something we would like to figure out how we would do that. We haven't done that much. Just from a bandwidth thing, it's like you got to kind of, I guess, start small. Think big, but start sure. kind of stepwise. I'd say the Wings Over Spring definitely helped us. But the Holly, the Holly Fest, we have in these booths to introduce folks to our club and what we do. That's usually where we meet the youth and invite them out. Having a club trainer plane that that's we can give huge. folks buddy box stick time. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, that, that's a, that, these are things we use our club dues for. We do charge dues, and we we're not trying to to hoard the cash as a club. We want to be able to uh, you know give back in a charitable way. We adopted a charity, but you know have some things that folks experience when they come out to visit with us. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. So I have to ask, you know, out of your whole fleet, what what what's the best? What is your favorite airplane to fly? <laughs> the well, wing. I, I know the, the answer. Uh, it's the wing. Hobby, Zora wing. Yeah. It's yeah, the wing. Well, I know he mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So the, the Zorro I was wing, listening. Why is it? Why is I know you were listening. I was too. But why is that your favorite? <laughs> why is that your favorite? Well, so I always wanted to have flying wing, and this was actually a Secret Santa gift. There's another podcast that does a Secret Santa exchange around sure. the holidays. Sure. And I got this. I got this uh, Zora wing. I'm like, great. It's a wing. And what I like about this wing is 
it has the most incredible flight envelope. It, it's it's stable. I can fly it in wind. It's maybe 30, 30 inch wingspan. It's indestructible. And I, I did try to kill it yeah. before I, I knew what model match was. I, uh, <laughs> I no, we've never to done that. Yeah. With a different, yeah. Yeah, with a different the club model. laughs at me, but you know it's the reason we emphasize pre-flight. Sure. Before you toss that thing in the air, make sure that right's left, left's right, ups down, down, you know all that stuff. Right. So before I actually had a uh, you know a radio where a model match uh, is is a feature, I had been I had two models at the park, and of course I oh we had quite a few people. I said I'm gonna fly my wing, you know. I fired the thing up and forgot that I was you know I had my. Uh, Actually, my Beaver, uh, FlyZone Beaver is the model I had selected, not my Delta. I did a quick check of the controls, and I tossed it, and it just went crazy. <laughs> it didn't fly at all. It slammed into the ground. <laughs> and I thought, well, I must have lo- launched it wrong. <laughs> so I picked it back up. I said, ah, it's not damaged. Yep. Did it, did it again. <laughs> and then it, then it damaged itself. <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, we've never uh, done that. So, never. so uh, now in everybody's uh, new membership packet, there's the official Doug Leroy pre-flight checklist uh, page <laughs> yeah, in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good. That's good to hear. Exactly. That yep. is awesome. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna embarrass yourself, just go large. You know, <laughs> go big or go home. Amen to that. People watching me. It's it's my motto. Yeah, that is hilarious. That's too funny. So. Well, but Doug, seriously, if you want a if you want a fl- good flying wing, that that is a good one. Um, the, the assassin wing, if you do the combat stuff, that flies totally different. Yeah, Jay and I both yeah. actually all three of us we all have tough wings, and uh, we okay they're, they're highly modified tough wings, but we have tough wings. Hopefully this year we'll get down to the tough wing factory there. It's down in uh, Texas, just not too far yep, from born today, Texas. So, yeah, so we'll uh, get down there and talk to them. But yeah, those are uh, great things. I I never really wanted a wing till Jay, till Jay brought one to me, and he's like, "Dude, you got to try this." And I'm like, oh, "I'm not a wing guy. I don't, you know." Yeah, I'm a 3D for, guy. I don't want any, you know, any just, part of it. And then and then he took me out, and like I said, we were headed to Las Cruces, and we flew pretty much every stop. Every time we stopped, we jumped out and flew these wings all over the place. I think the cops were chasing us around Las yep. Cruces for a, a couple of days, trying to find out where we were. Yeah, we'd we'd appear and disappear like you know five minutes of flying. It was pretty fun. I, I love how they look in the air. You know, I mean, the coolest thing for me when I'm flying, what I like to do in flying models, this might be boring flying, but I like cruising around, kind of like a low to mid speed, sure. uh, low and kind of with my eyes fixated on the model, and then kind of you know you get the motion of the of the background kind of going by it. Right. And, oh, uh, just kind of just yeah. kind of cruise around, figure eights, go go low pass, and th- th- this wing, you know, it's just it's just it's just it's just a great flyer. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm just going to I'm going to fly it till the foam disintegrates. Well, Jay Jay and I have a new one. Uh, we've you know we've done with the wings for so long, but uh, he got me a night walrus uh, way back for the uh, Arizona Electric Festival, and uh, we put a switch on it to turn the lights on and off. So when my, when Mike and Jay and all of us were out there, we uh, literally were flying around at night with this, uh, um, you know, LEDs lit up, and Jay called it a stealth mode. He'd flip the switch and turn the lights off on us. So <laughs> as Mike and I were flying around, he'd go stealth mode, and he'd flip the switch, and then we were supposed to, like, figure out that the airplane's not there anymore, and all of a sudden we have to, you know, hit the switch, get the lights to come on. So we were laughing pretty hard, and it, it seems to be kind of a new thing for us to go into stealth mode and wait. How long can you wait before you flip it back on and see what the airplane's doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, night flying by itself is just a heck of a lot of fun. That, that's that's that was that was a new thing for me at right. the festival. Right. I'd never done that before, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, if you guys don't get a chance, I mean, I don't know how long the park is open, if it's a sun up to sundown, but if you guys get a chance to fly night flying, man, I'm telling you what, definitely do it. It's uh, it's uh, super fun. Super it is fun. Yeah, that, uh, some of the club members, they, they you know, they 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 did their wings not uh, with lights, and we, yeah, we just haven't we haven't had something at night. We haven't tried to do that yet. Well, I would um, suggest but, yeah. Going, the park the park does close at dusk, so well, dusk is a good time to do it. I mean, if you've never flown at night before, it's always advisable to start kind of when the sun just hits the horizon and fly to the dark rather than going out in the dark. <laughs> yeah, and a chunk of that thing because. You'll be, hit, be you'll be hit, you'll be yeah. landing your 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 stuff in the trees. <laughs> It'll be there was everywhere. a tree over there. <laughs> maybe you can do that in your uh, your your festival thing that you guys put on. Maybe yeah, you can do it there go. if it lasts. It yeah. lasts in the night. Well, I mean, if they let they yeah. can maybe extend it into the oh, night, yeah, let them do that. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very very true. So, 
Well, listen, Doug, our uh, our time is up. We're uh, going to let you go there. Um, we do appreciate you hanging out with us here at the Park Fire Podcast. We thank you so much for what you do for the hobby. Uh, for all of you listeners that uh, are in the North Carolina area, check out the Holly Springs Skyhawks Radio Control Group. Uh, they're in Holly Springs, uh, North Carolina. And uh, we appreciate you uh, being a host of Mike as well. It was uh, yeah. He came back. He uh, he had a great time down there. Well, we'd love to have him. And if you want to come back, and I and I did want to extend an invitation to you guys. I know you're pretty far, uh, you know, dispersed throughout the country here. But if you're going to be our direction for uh, basically Labor Day weekend, September first, that's our Wings Over Springs 2018. Perfect. Nice. We'll, uh, we'll Sounds uh, good. put that on our calendar and try to see where everybody's at. And so. I'm going to bring a plane this time. Yes, we we, yeah, uh, we, we scolded did, him. We, we didn't have a plane in the budget, so we couldn't yeah. send him with a plane. We just barely got him <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah, our budget's limited. So <laughs> what can I say? Well, Doug, thanks for joining us here at the Park Flyer Podcast. Uh, Mike, Jay, got any closing remarks? Uh, no, just that uh, get your get yourself out to to that club and and check it out. Yeah. It sounds like they do a good job out there. It does, it does. And Mike, what do you got to say? I, I like the way he he's you know helping the the hobby grow. I mean, yeah, it, it is. I'd oh, love to hear absolutely. more more about the the kind of things that they're doing. I I think when we were at the uh, the Electric Fest, I think they're doing a similar kind of thing. Sure. And sure. I imagine there's many more out there. And we'd love to hear from you guys who are building clubs yeah, and trying absolutely. to make them bigger. Yeah, drop us a line. Well, if you're a part of the Holly Springs Skyhawks Radio Control Group, man, give us a shout out at parkfirepodcast.com and uh, give your thumbs up to uh, Doug. He uh, joined us tonight. For uh, all of you guys out there in uh, RC land, I'm Michael. And I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And I'm Mike from Alaska. All right. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.